Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, All Systems Joe, CK and Joe Rodermill. Sexing up your life one comment at a time. Always. Uh, also. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. WrestleMania week, and Woo-hoo! is it just me? Is anyone else less excited for WrestleMania this week than they have been in years past? That's not I just am. you. Not just you. <laughs> I am. We'll get to that. I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and I would be more excited for WrestleMania, like. In 2011, if somebody just like invited me over to watch when the, I had when I wasn't watching it at all, then I am now. Where I'm like, eh, I like I don't even care. Yeah. I don't, I'm like I don't even really feel like I need to watch it live. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like two what, matches. <laughs> like I, I feel there's more build up for Wale Mania instead of WrestleMania because that <laughs> I actually like it, it, I, I can't go, but I'm, that I'll be interested in going to. But I can't go because I got to work. Wale Mania. Yeah. When, is that tonight or is that tomorrow? Uh, I think it's Friday. Okay, so it, it is part of WrestleMania weekend. It's either Thursday or Friday. Actually, yeah, it might be tomorrow or Friday. It feels to me outside of the, the one main – I shouldn't say the one main. Outside of the main event, the women's match, a lot of the matches aren't hyped. It's like who cares? Some if of the they matches, happened or didn't happen, it, didn't, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, some of the They're matches seems like weren't made until like last week. Yeah. Like there some are of them some weren't made until last week pretty much. Yeah, there are some big names that don't have anything scheduled yet. Uh, it was throwing throwing the card together. Yeah, exactly. Outside of the few matches they wanted to do. Yes. Uh, before we get into WrestleMania, though, and give our predictions, uh, last week tonight, hosted by John Oliver on HBO, did a whole segment on WWE and Vince McMahon basically just trashing the company and trashing Vince for the way he treats his employees, not signing them to actual contracts that they are independent contractors, trashing him for not pro- providing health care, uh, not providing time off. And a lot of it is stuff that we have discussed on this show. A lot of it are issues that I have raised with Vince over the last year. I thought that he did a wonderful job of not insulting wrestling fans or people who like wrestling, but solely insulting the company and the guy at the top of the company. I thought he had one misstep in the whole thing. And the only misstep I thought he had was kind of empowering the segment of the fan base that hated Roman Reigns. <laughs> I feel like that was a misstep. But I understood the point that he was making. And he's clearly not a guy that's like watching every single week. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought the segment was great. Joey, did you get a chance to watch it? Or did no? not. Did not. I, I did kind of try to pencil it in, but, you know, life's been a little hectic on the sexy side of life. Life happens. I know you're you're preparing for a vacation next week. Yes, sir. Can't fit everything in. Leaving Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, we're just going down to Florida. Okay. 
We'll hit Universal, hit um, Disney, you know, a little this, a little that. I'm at Toy Story Land. I'm dying to go there. Yeah, I'll send you some pics. <laughs> um, Alo, I know you have some thoughts on it, so I'm curious what you'd like to say about it. Yeah, I thought it was good, but a lot of it, like, I don't, I don't disagree with anything he said. We talked about all the time how these people should have insurance. They should have retirement. Uh, in, um, with their WWE, they're a lot more they're better with health care and injuries now like they take pre-precautions more than ever before but a lot of it was for me it wasn't that that's just not wwe that's just the business as a whole and not just wwe and the things that he pointed at was like the wrestlers deaths like eddie guerrero chris benoit and uh i know you met king kong bunny was the most recent one but a lot of those got like benoit and eddie they were around in the '90s and stuff, so they were a part. They were a part of the business when, like, the the painkiller and drugs. That's normal. It wasn't just in WWE. It's, it's all. It's all over. And the King Kong Bundy thing. He wasn't really involved with WWE in what decades, probably. But I saw his point. But at the same time, that's just the wrestling business as a whole. That's just not WWE. You could be wrestling for another company, maybe Ring of Honor or Impact or whatever. And you still might not have insurance and or retirement or anything like that. That's just the business as a whole, and it could be a lot worse. Like you know, these guys WWE they are they do have lucrative deals, so a lot more lucrative than others. But if you actually think about the landscape of wrestling, and I know he was he was just poking at WWE. A lot of the landscape of wrestling is like, especially if you're just starting out, you might get twenty bucks or a, or a slice of pizza. You know, that's the business, and everybody's gonna go through those pains no matter what company you're wrestling for. And stuff. So I, I agree with everything he said because I do think that WWE makes enough money because every year we talk about how they make record uh, setting numbers and stuff like that. And that last year, I think he said 962 million they made. And that was the all time record for them. At, at this rate, without as much money as you're making, you can get these guys health insurance. You can give these guys benefits and retirement. Because um, he showed a clip of Roddy Piper saying that. He couldn't touch his pension until he was 65. He died at 61, and stuff like that is something that you should look look you should look look into because, like these guys are people at the same time. That he talked about all the all the wrestlers from the past who have all these GoFundMe's for their health issues and stuff. Like it's it's a it's a really valid argument, but that's just the nature of the business, not just WWE. Yeah, I understand that in a sense. I mean, the nature of the business, and that's the way it's always been. But I mean, nowadays the way the way the environment is, I don't see how that's a legal practice, especially when you're talking oh, yeah. about the money that WWE makes. It, it shouldn't be something that's allowable. I mean, Vince is just pr- pretty much using practices that were in place back in the day and just rolling through. That they shouldn't be there anymore. And I understand more maybe on the independent circle, you're kind of on your own. Um, but when you're talking about contracts, no matter what circle you're in, if you have a contract with the company, they should be obligated to kind of protect you. Um, whether it be with the travel part of it, whether it be with the healthcare part of it, there should be more involved with it. Maybe that was the nature of the business before, but that's something that needs to change. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, like, because uh, some of the some of the issues that Alo raised were, I didn't really think about it this way, but I knew there would be a lot of people that did. But basically, I think what John Oliver did was similar to what. Fighting with my family did. Like, remember the, the way we talked about that? Like, the hardcore wrestling fan would not like yeah. some of the things about yeah. it. He was basically painting a picture for people who aren't us. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so like, and WWE is the the one to keep poking at because, as we all know, they're so much bigger than than everyone else. A ton of money. And the the other thing was about them not having a union. Uh, he brought up Jesse Ventura trying to unionize and got squashed. And I think this this is maybe what pisses me off more than anything else, or like gets under my skin more than anything else. WWE, they do everything they can to try to make the public see them not like a carnival anymore. Like that's what the wrestling business was for decades, was basically like a, a traveling carnival. They do everything they can to seem like a legitimate business, a legitimate company, a legitimate worldwide corporation, entertainment conglomerate. But when it comes to how they treat their employees, they still want to be a carnival. It's like you should not be allowed to be both. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah, you can't you can't be a well-respected business on the world stage, but also behind the scenes, you still run yourself as if you were a carnival. You're not that. It's just penny pension. Yeah, and like while I wish every wrestler had a union, while I wish every wrestler got benefits and whatever, Alo, I just want to tell you something real quick so we don't have like too much of a miscommunication. Your video on Skype is like probably 10 or 15 seconds behind your audio. So, oh, really? So I can't tell sometimes when you're like actually yeah. about to talk. You were still so, talking when I was talking, but you weren't actually talking, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, so if we have this communication, don't think I'm like ignoring you. I just, okay. I can't, I can't tell. Um, like, yeah, well, I wish every wrestler had benefits and was in a union. Like, I get that like Ring of Honor can't do that because a lot of those guys do work elsewhere. I think the difference for WWE is when you sign there, you only work there, and they should treat you like you're an employee there. Yeah. And and then this like leads into my other thing with that with them trying so desperately to be seen as like a mainstream company. They are such attention whores. They are like the biggest case of like capitalist greed and like entitlement where this guy absolutely roasted them for, what, 25 minutes. And the, the statement they released basically said, this bitch-ass company <laughs> basically said, John Oliver is really funny, uh, but he lied about us. And will you please come to WrestleMania? Like, like come on. You guys are so pathetic. You will do anything to get attention. Now, you won't talk about what he said on your show. You won't have him on your show to, like, debate about what he said about you. You just want to have him there so you could put a little graphic up on the screen to say, oh, HBO's Last Week Tonight host, John Oliver, in the building. Like, you'll do anything for attention, and I'm so happy that John Oliver has not has not bitten on it. And HBO is basically like, yeah, whatever. Like, that was their response. <laughs> They're like, we'll just let the show speak for itself. Because they said he got things factually wrong, and he didn't. Did he rely too much on some of the issues from the past? Sure, yes. but I think he was like, like I said, telling this story for people who aren't in as familiar. In yeah, like know. people who watched last week tonight, I assume most of them are, are not like us. So, Alo, I know you you had something you wanted you wanted to say or respond with. Yeah, you talked about the clips he showed, like how how old they were and stuff. He even showed the uh, the real sports interview, and they always talk, and on Bruce Pritchard's show. They always talk about that how that interview didn't really go as it was and. Things were cut out and stuff, and the, how, how the guy was like kind of making Vince angry and stuff. It was a little chopped up. So they do talk. So when I saw that clip, I was like, okay, 
I remember that's what Bruce Pritchard was always talking about. But yeah, like I understand what you're saying. Like, but I agree. Like I even said it in my first statement, WWE is bigger than everybody else. And at $962 million, you could take a small percentage of these guys' paycheck for insurance, offer them insurance. Yeah, it's not complicated. It's, it's not it's not that hard at all. It's, it's not. And yeah. then, uh, what the, keep, keep going. I, 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 something, uh, yeah, I'm, if you think of it, it obviously head, yeah. feel free to, to chime in. Um, and feel free to interrupt me because, like I said, I can't tell when you're when you're trying to get to get something <laughs> out. But um, it, it's like a microcosm of a lot of what happens to the labor force just, like, in the general public. Like, some people work at a job where they don't get benefits or their employers will hire them as a part-time employee – but classify or hire them as a part-time employee, classified as a part-time employee, have them working 40, 45 hours a week, but because they're part-time, they're not, they're not obligated to give them health insurance. Like I know Papa John's did that for years. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't hire anyone full-time, so they wouldn't have to pay benefits. Um, I just think like, like I said, Vince, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be this respected businessman and then treat your employees like that, especially when you are as public as you are. This is not like Best Buy, where nobody really knows who works there. I know everyone who works at Best Buy, all right? (laughs) Yeah, like we watch... Right, Troy, I got you. We watch these guys on TV every week. Lawrence! (laughs) Lawrence. I forgot he worked there. (laughs) Was he on the Geek Squad? Yes, I think so. (laughs) Um... We see them on social media, like we see them on YouTube doing their own shows, like Seamus does his workout show. Like we, we build like a oh, weirdly, we build like a personal relationship with these guys and girls, and we watch them every week, and like we know who they are, and we know what they have to go through. I, I don't know. I was happy that he did it when he did it because obviously there will never be more attention on WWE than the week leading up to WrestleMania. I know that was probably not a statement they wanted to have to release. Coming into WrestleMania week. Uh, So I applaud him for doing that. He absolutely annihilated them over the Saudi Arabia show back in like October or whenever he did that episode. Um, And it it makes me happy to see someone who's not us or who's not Vince Russo or whoever else. I can't even tell you anybody else who's like in wrestling media. Somebody from the outside talking about it and shining a light on it. Like, to me, that is a big deal. And, like, as we saw, there were guys like Colt Cabana, uh, guys like Hangman Page, who expressed, like, thanks to John Oliver for for making mention of that. Did, Alo, did, do you know of anyone else that, like, kind of came out and said anything about it? No, I didn't, I didn't really keep a close eye on it. I just watched a video that Eric sent and laughed at your reaction. <laughs> so... So basically, if, if I can paraphrase the way I think you feel, you pretty much agree with the points that he made, but you think he yeah. might have been a little unfair in the way he painted the picture. Yeah, because like, like, as, like I said, the Benoit stuff, the Eddie stuff, that, uh, you know, they've been they were around for years, and that's just the nature of the business. And like you said, he's talking specifically about WWE, but we know as wrestling fans about how the business actually does work. It's just not WWE. That's just how they all are. And I do remember what I wanted to bring up. He did talk. He did. One thing I'm glad he did. Cause I, at the end of the video, I was like, is he ever going to bring this up? How WWE has been more precautious than ever with this stuff. With like concussion protocol 
and um, and like taking make, making sure everybody's taken care of and stuff with the drug testing and no steroids and or illegal substances. He talked. He she pulled up their contracts. Now the contracts were as of March of 2010, I believe, and it, it talked about how the um something of what when it pertains to injury, we have the right to release you and owe you nothing. I believe, or something like, or something like that, all those lines. But yeah, like WWE, they're at a point where they don't have to not give you health insurance, and and but and at the same time, John Oliver did acknowledge the fact that they are being more precautious than ever. Then he brought the CM Punk thing. How every time he Punk had all this stuff wrong with him, but the doctor kept telling him to put a Z pack on it. And so, so it's like, well, are they being real, really cautious with these guys or, or not? But at the same time. That was five years ago, and they're more sensitive to stuff their stuff now than they were five years ago. Believe believe it or not, because that was even though it was five years, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah and it, and he did acknowledge how everybody comes in like they have the rehab programs and they'll pay for 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 past wrestlers to get their life together and stuff. But even now, like since they were they were coming bigger bigger than ever. Now they have the, the performance center and all this all sort of stuff. So a lot of guys former wrestlers, they might actually have like jobs within the company as the company continues to grow. So there might actually be spots for these former superstars that could actually have something to do. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing is like, I didn't learn anything no. from this. Like none of us learned anything. Like it's all, everything that he talked about was stuff we knew and anyone like us who follows it knows about it. I just wonder, do you think, because a big part of what he tried to do was, like, he ended it, like, the end of his story was basically the only people they really have to listen to or that Vince really has to listen to is the fans. Like, they are the people that are creating the revenue coming into this company. And he, it was basically like a call to action, like, he would like to see the fans demand that these guys be better taken care of. Do you think there's any chance that, like, because he, he mentioned Give Divas a Chance... He mentioned, like, the Roman stuff, how people hated him. There have been instances where the fan outcry has changed things a little bit. Um, Do you think there's any chance that there's, like, any groundswell created from this that changes anything? Or do you think this is a one-off story and it's forgotten about by the time WrestleMania is over? I think it's a one-off story. Unless something, like really bad happens again, well, ha- well, something really bad happens with a current superstar, I think it's pretty much a one-off for the most part. Be- like like the whole CM Punk thing, I think that changed the way they kind of did business because a lot, of, a lot of stuff was exposed backstage about the doctors and, and stuff like that. He said, Punk says, I think you have a concussion. Oh, well, can you go to Europe? Fine, I'll go to Europe, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so like unless something like really happens and it's like with a current superstar – and it's put out into the news after the fact, I don't think nothing's really going to change. Yeah, unfortunately, like, the the people who make their voices heard the most would rather make their voices heard about, like, this guy doesn't have enough moves, as opposed to these guys are treated like shit. Like, that's not what they want to make a big deal about. Like because that, they're not affected by that. Yeah, like, that's that bothers me more than... Like an individual liking an individual wrestler. That's one like Vince and the way that they run their business is a big part of why I don't really enjoy watching it anymore. Um, 
Joseph, do you see or do you agree with Alo that basically it would take like some type of tragedy for them to actually change anything? Well, I mean, or do you think there could be enough kind of public I mean, acknowledgement? To I think make there change? could be enough, but I mean, I think you're looking at a slow moving ball. It's not something that's going to catch major momentum now and roll downhill. You're still looking at a process that's going to take quite some time, if at all. So basically, this was just WWE getting like a pimple on prom night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Throw a little coverall on it. We're good. And, and one thing I did uh, enjoy that he did was he brought the NFL. Mm-hmm. And how WWE is actually worse than the NFL. Right. <laughs> and one thing I got to say is, Pash, you've turned me around. I hate the NFL. <laughs> so, like, let me ask, what are what are your uh, beefs with the NFL? Well, the whole, like, uh, I think they fumble a lot. Like, domestic abuse is, like, the hot thing. And not, the, you know what I mean. But yeah. the, t- the, most, the most common thing mm-hmm. in the NFL nowadays. And I think they fumble it a lot of, a lot of times. Like, the Kareem Hunt thing, yeah, they got it. You could say they got it right, but some will argue they got it wrong. Some mm-hmm. will say he should be going the whole season, not not be able to play at all. But he got eight, he got eight games. The whole the whole their whole contract situation, like on how, on why Le'Veon Bell decide to sit out and how they don't they refuse to pay a lot of teams refuse to pay running backs, mm-hmm. and if you get cut by a certain day, a team owes you nothing, you know, and then. And they, it's like nothing's ever guaranteed in the NFL. It's all about guaranteed money. Like the way Antonio Brown worked the system, I salute him. I don't know if you heard about that, <laughs> detailed with that. But it's like I really hate the NFL. Yeah, and John Owler did say that. Like if you're losing the moral high ground to the NFL, like you're subterranean, I think was the way he said it. Which is true, and I, I do believe they are because at least in the NFL, like they get – if you're in the league a certain amount of time, you get a pension. Um, you do have your health expenses taken care of. Uh, you may get pushed on the field too soon, but you have, like, team doctors taking a look at you. You're you're not kind of left to your own devices. You're not paying for your own travel, for God's sake. Like, because that's another crazy thing to me. Like, we could talk about them getting high salaries, but the fact that they're traveling every day, yeah, and they pay for it themselves. Distances too, not just yeah, like around that the corner. Is insane to me, and I, I brought up something. on I'm going to start covering your expenses too. When you, when you come come here for the show, just because yeah. I feel I want to feel right. <laughs> yeah, the the 18 cents in gas, the round trip. I got you. Cost. Um, yeah, I uh, I brought this up on the show a few months ago. Like the idea of WWE obviously doesn't want to have an off season, but like maybe every wrestlers should get like a month where they're off tv couple shows yeah at least give them i don't know how it would work and obviously there are smarter people than me that would be in charge of that at least i would hope but i don't know i would like to see some things change to benefit the actual talent that is entertaining us uh it's like one of the one of the things i hate about pro sports is like owners continue to get more and more money and they try to find ways to pay the talent less and less and it's like, dude, I am only watching the NBA like because of Joel Embiid or sorry, Alo, LeBron or Steph Curry <laughs> or Bryce Harper. Right, like I'm not watching the NFL or the the NBA for Josh Harris. You know, like you've got enough money, you're making money off of this. You bought the team for like what 300, 300 million dollars, and it's probably worth a billion now. Like you're fine. I want to see these guys 
get a bigger share of the pot, and I want to see the WWE employees and the WWE talent get treated better. Um, yeah, because I, I was telling Angel, because she, she asked me, like, how do they travel? And, no, they come out of pocket for that. And she's like, well, how much do they make? Oh, well, it varies, you know. Uh, depending on who you are, you make the – depending on who you are – you make more if you if you're on the bottom of the car. You make less, and if you just got there, you're making less than the average guy is. And your and, merchandise sales too. Yeah, you don't get your merchandise money either. A lot of guys don't get. So yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty much like you'll you'll make the more you'll make the most money there probably. But nowadays that's debatable. But it doesn't seem like much of a great place to work at. No, it doesn't <laughs> at all. They they have a boss who. I believe feels like he owns them. Uh, he tries to do everything he can to like keep them under his thumb. And yeah, I don't blame people for not wanting to be there anymore. I will not be surprised if a good chunk of them decide to uh, take their talents to AEW. Like you'd have to think a lot of them don't want to work there anymore. I don't blame them. Um, and ju- I just can't get over. John Oliver, you he got all of his facts wrong. He shouldn't have said any of that stuff. But will you please come to WrestleMania? Like, that's just <laughs> crazy to me that they did that. Uh, but what like I said, one of his big points were like that the fans can cause Vince and WWE to have to change course sometimes. And maybe two cases no bigger this year than what our main event is, being one of them, with the women main eventing WrestleMania. With Becky Lynch, who was not supposed to be anywhere near this, being in that main event and being the most popular of the three in the main event. Um, Joey, since you weren't here last week, we kind of talked about we've lost some excitement for this event with the way that they've handled it the last few weeks. I'm very curious your thoughts on what you expect out of this main event and what you think of the storytelling they've done with it. Well, I mean... I guess I'm kind of on board with you guys too. I mean, I was very excited about it. And I'm not to say I'm I'm not still excited about it, but I it's definitely lost some momentum the way they've handled the storytelling as of, as of late. Um, just elements of it feel sloppy and thrown together. Um, Becky just limping around, even though there's no real injury, kind of <laughs> kind of took some steam out of it instead of her doing things that kind of elevate her, like she kind of did uh, SmackDown last night. That was. A good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just Ronda Rousey kind of completely fell off the map there as far as momentum. Yeah, they had her talking, I feel like, way too much. Um, Alo, do you feel like they regained any momentum this week or you still feel like it's in the same place as it was? I still don't know because <laughs> I'm, I'm caught in between this was good and this was so bad that it was good. <laughs> the, like like the whole motion of um, fighting and kicking each other with their arm top behind their backs <laughs> and Becky and Rhonda breaking the glass in the backseat of the police truck car I was like was it good yeah but was it bad good like I don't I don't know I thought but, it was good but I mean I, I kind of have a, a worry of it being too sloppy in there with these them being trying to be too intense trying to be too much of we hate each other that much that it's going to be it's going to lose some of the wrestling form of it it's just going to be random people throwing and kicking and running into the tables 
Yeah, my favorite part of the whole thing with them all handcuffed was Becky calling Rhonda a little weirdo. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> little weirdo. She said, you little weirdo. I was dying <laughs> when she said that. That killed me in the backseat yeah. of the police car. Yeah, and Charlotte, like, giving Rhonda the knee, a lot of... <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of me. Of course, the internet, the internet's undefeated except for that one time, Joey. Yeah. So a, a lot of memes are saying when Rhonda says wrestling's fake, and she gets that knee. <laughs> well, my question is: first off, what kind of cop cars have the ability to climb from the back to get to the front? Yeah, no. And then we have Ronda Rousey <laughs> driving with no hands. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I forgot about that part, Joe. I forgot about that too. <laughs> Her hands are cuffed behind her back yeah. and she starts driving the police cruiser. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> That, like, that's, 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 I don't know if it's good or it's so bad it's good because it's so ridiculous and over the top. And, like Rhonda's face, like driving a car with her arms behind her back, is so funny. <laughs> I, I, like I don't, I don't know. Like I really don't. It was and, and, like, also so like comical the, when they put them in the back of the same same car and they just looked at each other for like, yeah. like really. <laughs> yeah, now, now I, I like immediately after the match because Stephanie put the stipulation that if you touch, you're eliminated from the match. So I like right after Ronda ended the match, they just started fighting. I did yeah. like that. Yeah, but was, after was that, it was just like, okay. This, the whole this extra little, the security guard stuff got a little too far. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Becky Becky should be locked up for a long time because she's been arrested how many times in the last month a and a half? <laughs> she's arrested almost every week. <laughs> almost every week. <laughs> yeah, and then, then on SmackDown, the cop drops her off. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's still up there for me. I mean, it probably went from the top of my interest to probably the third match down in my interest, as far as the cards concerned. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I mean, look now that like the storytelling part of it, like the lead up is over, I'm back to being like one happy that they got the main event because another thing we talked about last week or two weeks ago was like the idea that. We were so excited when they got the main event for Hell in a Cell. Like, wow, who would have thought they'd ever main event a pay-per-view? I never, ever thought they would main event a WrestleMania just because Vince would always think, like, Brock is too big to not main event or Roman is too big to not main event or whatever. Never thought the women would get to main event WrestleMania. So I think it's great that they got the chance. Um, And I hope that this is, like, a good cap on this story they've been telling with Becky Lynch since, what, SummerSlam? SummerSlam? SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yep. Uh, and what do you think about it being winner takes all, both women's Yeah, titles? I thought it was kind of interesting twist to it. I mean, you're going to have pretty much one women's division champion, kind of what they're doing with the, the, the women's tag titles right now, which is good for it. I mean, you can have her on both shows. I'm a yeah. fan. Yeah, Alo, do you think there's any chance that they now go down to just one women's title, or do you think they'll still continue with both? Well, see, th- th- this is a confusing thing because of the, what they actually said was winner take all. They didn't com- they didn't say unification right. or anything. So I kind of think you still need both titles. Well, Roy and SmackDown title, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they unified it. But what? Since it's winner take all, I'll just say that it's just for both titles and not and not unification. Is there any chance that they unify it almost as like a gear up towards SmackDown? Because what do you mean? 
so I don't know if you remember, this was one of my big things when they did the brand split. I said I wanted all the women to be on Raw. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like they should split them up. I didn't think they had enough established talent at that time. And and I thought it would be better for them to be on the like marquee show. Well, now, while Raw will always be the quote-unquote A show, SmackDown is going to be the one on the bigger network. Is there any chance they gear this up to like really feature the women solely on SmackDown because of the exposure? Or do you think I'm like reading way too too much into it way too soon? Like way too uh, far ahead? I think you're looking too far ahead. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard, but the rumor is SmackDown's going to be three hours and moves to Fox. Oh, I saw they were in discussions. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, nobody needs that. So, like, I, I've been waiting to make an announcement. I wasn't going to bring it up during WrestleMania season because um, I felt like we had bigger things to talk about, but I might as well say it now. I've been saying, like, I plan on... I'm actually looking forward to sitting down and watching SmackDown Live when it goes to the new network just because I don't know what to expect yet. It might be the same old thing but we might get something different, and I feel like I should sit down and watch it. If it's going to be three hours, there's no way in hell I'm sitting down and watching it live. The thing about that, too, is even with Raw, it's amazing how much time I can carve off when I eliminate commercials. Yeah. Those three hours probably boil down to an actual I hour. think 45 I, minutes. I think it ends up being like two hours and 16 minutes yeah. without yeah. commercials. Um, do we think there anyone's going to do any type of like crazy bump or crazy spot in this match, or do you think we get? I think your best bet there is Charlotte, um, kind of a way to take her out, or or they'll or they'll ta- kind of um, tag up on um, Ronda to kind of eliminate her from the match and have it a one on one for a little bit. They're the two kind of avenues I see where you see might see a nice little spot. Yeah, Ayla, what do you think? Do we get a crazy spot or a crazy bump, or do you think we get a pretty straight up like? Match slash brawl. Uh, it'll be a match slash brawl. You know, you'll see Charlotte do her moonsault to to, uh, to the outside more than likely. That might be your biggest spot. Now, a creative finish I actually saw. It was from, it was actually from figures. The guy he had Becky locking in the, the disarm or, or Charlotte and Ronda at the same time, which I, I don't know if it's possible in, in real life, but I thought that finish was actually pretty cool. They both tap. If it's possible, uh, if Natty putting the double sharpshooter on is yeah. possible, the double disarmor is definitely It's definitely possible. possible. My only my only caveat to that, my only thought on that, though, is I think that if anyone but Ronda wins this, which I, I do think it's going to be Becky, um, they're going to do their best to keep Ronda looking clean in the situation. So I think Charlotte takes the loss. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be really disappointed if Ronda doesn't actually lose. Yeah, well, the ru- well, I don't know if you saw that video or caught the clip of the video from her website mm-hmm. that she said the rumors were true about her leaving after WrestleMania. But they didn't, they didn't acknowledge it on, on Raw, Raw SmackDown at all. Okay. Well, if she's leaving, then I definitely think they will have her lose, but I, I really don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Joseph, who do you think is the winner-takes-all women's champion come Sunday Becky night? Becky Lynch. Alo. Becky Lynch. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch, too. I think there's no other option. Um, So speaking of the other story where, you know, fan outcry may have changed WWE's plan, Kofi Kingston challenging Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Um, One, I think this match should be excellent. 
Oh, yeah. I think it's for me, um, where I'm looking at, it's probably going to be the match tonight. Uh, it very well could be. Alo, do you think it'll be in the running? It'll be in the running. But no, I think it'll be the, the most story-driven match. Yeah, like one of the things I really liked was in their contract signing, which is one of the few clips I watched this week. I really like how they made the point of like Kofi's been here so long. Like Daniel basically accused him accused him of being complacent when really it's like Kofi just didn't really get a chance. And I love that he kind of said like I never had a singles title match until now and like what happens next is like I beat you on Sunday. It it kind of rang true to something I felt about us doing this podcast. If you got Alo, I know you would remember how much I was freaking out the first time we sat down to record. And the reason being, we had done a lot of Facebook marketing and got a lot of likes on Facebook. And I was like, none of us have ever recorded a podcast before. What if like a thousand people actually do listen and it's not good? Like, I got worried about that. So I like the idea of being ready when you're noticed. Like... It's one thing to get noticed right away, but you may not be good enough yet for anyone to care. Whereas if you, maybe it takes five years too long or ten years too long to get noticed. Did you miss your window? But you're going to be ready when you get noticed. Like, you're going to be at your best when you get noticed. So I like the idea of that Kofi finally got his chance when he's the most prepared to actually win. Um, I enjoyed the press conference. I enjoyed the promo. Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, quote-unquote, has, like, grown on me as the weeks have gone by. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to this match. Alo, do you think that this was a good way to, to end the build-up? Yeah, I do. Uh, you, you talked about Daniel Bryan's promo about being complacent. I, really, I remember when Daniel Bryan first turned heel and... I wasn't a really a big fan of it, but this role for Daniel Bryan in this story has been really good. Like when you talk about complacency, like I'm going to rival this. I know you said the promo I'm going to compare it to. I know you said it touched home with you. I'm going to compare this to when Triple H was talking to Seth a couple years ago about uh, why is it wrong to be successful? And, uh, if you're if you're if you're a billionaire, you're the antichrist, or you're, a, you're you're looked at you're looked at that as a villain and stuff like that. So those two promos were hand in hand for me, and I think this would be the most story driven match of the night, and I think Kofi wins. But I don't know if you saw this on the internet, but uh, allegedly the contract that Kofi signed was dated March 10th, <laughs> and you know the internet with their speculation how how far they reach they're saying that is this how Kofi, is this how vince screws kofi because the contract is void because the, the date is wrong so i meant to bring this up last week and i didn't because i figured again like i'm probably reaching too hard or reaching too far but when vince pulled out in the limo uh on last week's smackdown he was asked like so kofi's going to wrestlemania he said yep kofi's going to wrestlemania but he was not specific about what he was doing at WrestleMania. So now mm. that makes me think, is that what they're going to try to do? Are they going to try to to pull that over? Do you see them pulling any kind of shenanigans with Kofi, or do you think we're straight up just getting a match? Uh, I think we'll straight up get a match. Joey, would it turn you off at all if we got some shenanigans with Kofi? 
Like, what if they made him have to win another match? Actually, where are they even going to have time? There's like 18 matches. No, yeah, matches there's, there's two matches card. already. If we had another one of the card, I'm going to be turned off. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be any shenanigans involved with it. I think we kind of saw that run its course um, with the whole gauntlet matches that they threw out there. Which there's again, no need for anything else. No. Nah, at this point, no. You're, you're, you're at where you're at. You got there. You stressed it out as long as, long as you needed, and we got to this point. Yeah, now I'm going to ask you guys again if I'm making too much of a stretch. I think if Kofi wins on Sunday night, to me, that is like the best WWE moment of 2019. I don't mean just up to now. I mean, like, that will be the best moment of the year 2019. Like, that will be the thing that I look back on and remember most about 2019. Do either of you agree or disagree? And, Joey, I'll start with you. As far as that being the best moment? Yeah, like, will that be the iconic moment from 2019? It'll be up there. Um, given the whole Roman Reigns situation, it's hard to say. It's probably the most memorable or iconic for me with his battle with Hakeem mm-hmm. and him just coming back the way he did. But it, it definitely will be right up there. Alo? Yeah, I agree. And one thing that I don't think anybody remembers, this whole Kofi Mania thing, Remember, Kofi wasn't even supposed to be in the chamber match. No. It's all because Mustafa Ali got hurt. And it seems like Mustafa Ali momentum has kind of slowed down. Yeah, so they kind of, this really fell into their lap. Their best story that they'll probably tell all year fell into their lap because of somebody else's injury. Huh, I wonder if that's coincidence, that the thing they didn't <laughs> plan for ended up being the best thing they did. <laughs> the thing that just kind of happened. Ended and if, up yeah, if people didn't beat their ear down about it, it probably wouldn't have happened even with that because you know how Vince likes to, likes to keep things the way he wants them. Yes, I do know that. So, Alo, who is your WWE champion on Sunday night? Kofi. Joseph? <sighs> I think it's going to be Kofi. I think Kofi Kofi takes it because you said it's going to be the good feel good story of of pretty much the pay per view. I agree, Kofi. I am a little bit worried that they're going to give us the whole like, oh, we're telling a longer story. They might. I, I thought about that too. Maybe kind of have kind of play the story out of even past WrestleMania. Um, that was kind of my thought too. They kind of make it a clean, um, a dirty victory by by Daniel and kind of stretch this out. But looking over again, they. I just think it's going to be Kofi. Yeah, I, I don't know how they can't do it. I mean, they've had, like, the locker room gathering gathering around TVs the last couple weeks. Like, are we going to get, like, a, a the locker room emptying when uh, when Kofi wins? Is going to be, yeah. like, when Sammy won the title in NXT when the whole locker room empties I mean, out? the Usos are uh, essentially getting punished for standing up for, for Kofi. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite things they've done in months. The Usos forfeiting. Um, Alo? Do you think that the locker room empties out after Kofi wins? Uh, it'll be fitting if that was since that's that was been that's been the thing every other time. It'll be fitting. I hope we see it. I would love to see that. Although it would be weird to do that if it's not closing the show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Where it's at, where it's going to fall out <laughs> yeah. in the pay-per-view, it's going to be hard yeah. to have too much of a celebration. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe we get a celebration, like him going backstage and people greeting him. Yeah, I definitely see you having something fun on Monday night. If he has I want to see them in the locker room with goggles, celebration. spraying champagne like they just won the World Series. <laughs> the room taped off in the bag. Wait, wait, time out, time out. I need Big E to do the Chris Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> with the champagne. Luckily, Brian Gerard James... Is going to hear this 
before WrestleMania Sunday, so it probably will at least get pitched. I don't know yeah, if it'll get on the show, but it'll get pitched at least. Yeah, and I don't think that um, you'll have everybody coming down the ramp because, remember, that's going to be a long ramp. That takes too much time. Yeah, you're right. Now in the um, coffin. <laughs> Roman Reigns and Drew Galloway. I don't really have anything to like say about this. This is not really doesn't seem like a consequential match to me. All I really have to say is like I'm so happy that this guy made it back for WrestleMania, that he's like in good health, that he's on the biggest show of the year, that he has a match against a guy WWE obviously sees somewhat of a future for. So that's the only thing I really have to add to that. I think the match will be fun, and I kind of like Roman getting put in a position where he's not the main attraction. Like, he gets to kind yeah, of just go out and put on a good show. Yeah, hasn't had enough time coming back to kind of be in the main attraction role. This is, again, this match is kind of thrown last minute together to get Roman Reigns on the card. And given a couple months ago, you probably wouldn't think that's possible, but him being here is awesome. Um, again, like you said, they're throwing him against Drew... Uh, Drew Galloway, who they who they do see big things with, so it's kind of kind of a good match for him where he's at right now, yeah. and it will be fun. Um, no special meaning behind it other than it'll be a okay match. It's just like a feel good story that he's there. Very good, yeah. Story. Uh, Alo, do you have any real thoughts about this, or you kind of just agree like that? It's, it's just good that he's there. Yeah, it's good. He's good. It's good that he's there. And like I said last week, I think Galloway's been doing some really good work. Just the fact that. There's a level of disinterest for me because he's been feuding with Roman and the and Rollins and Ambrose, or been involved with any of those, any of those three. They've been packing. since last since last June. <laughs> yeah. So it, it doesn't really mean anything, right? Uh, who wins? Roman. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm gonna say Roman as well. Uh, the Miz and Shane in what is it a Falls Count Anywhere match? Yes. So my first question is, what what is Shane gonna do? You gotta think he has something big planned. Yeah, the options are limitless when you get into a false count. Uh, I mean, do you think we just get him that type of match doing an elbow through the announce table? Like, do nah, you're not gonna get something crazier? that basic. You're gonna get something that basic. You're gonna get something a little more. Because with AJ, I feel like he didn't do anything that crazy. I think he just missed the elbow drop through the table. But he was in there with AJ Styles, who... King carried the match. Right. With The Miz, as much as I love him, he is not AJ Styles in the ring. Do you think this requires Shane to do a crazy spot? I don't think it does. I think they could do enough um, between the two, kind of um, with the animosity they built, to keep it interesting and not have to have the huge spot. But um, we all know Shane is just... He kind of fiends those spots. Those memorable moments, so he'll do it just because he it's Shane. Yeah, Alo, what do you think? Do we get a crazy Shane spot? Yeah, I think you'll see the reemergence of Young Simba. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he had like sanity do like do some of his like dirty work the last couple of weeks, you kind of think you're going to see them. You will have to think you're going to see them, and I don't know what the stage looks like yet, but. We already know that Shane doesn't disappoint on pay-per-view or when he, whenever he does wrestle. Shane doesn't disappoint, so. Yeah, and who's going to win? Miz. I'm going to go, just to be different because I don't like when we all agree, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Shane. Shane, he cheats his way to the victory and slaps Miz, Miz's ugly dad in the face. So here's, I'm actually torn on this one because it's like they, could they make Miz even more of a fan favorite if he gets screwed and he loses? 
And do they maybe want that? Actually, you know, I'm going to change my pick. No. <laughs> I'm going with Shane. <laughs> to save Joey's not being unanimous, I will pick the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Where would you have went? I was going to pick Shane for, for the reason I thought they might be able to like... So you're on the record. To build him a little more sympathy and a little more fan adoration if he gets screwed over. Um, I actually forgot this in my notes. I meant to do this right after the Daniel Bryan-Kofi match. Universal Championship, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. This has to end. It has to. Um, But Seth got the upper hand on Monday night. Yep. And it makes me terrified that it's not going to end. Two ball taps. Like, if he was going to win, would they really have him having the upper hand on Monday? Like you say, unfortunately, the way I look at it, I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to lose this match. Yeah, this isn't ending, is it? Nope. Uh, Alo, what do you think? Uh, I want this to be over so bad. But, you know what? I'm going with Seth. Joseph? I'm going with... Brock Lesnar, <laughs> and th- and then like the whole thing of like one th- I know I told I brought up the sheet that was a rumor mm-hmm. about all three members of the Shield like reunited in that match and the WrestleMania with those three together, yeah. and Ambrose hasn't been on Raw except for dark segments the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't mind if the, if that happened and that's how they beat Brock and they slayed the Beast. I would love it. I think it'd be fitting. That that would honestly be the best ending to their story. It'd yeah. probably be the best part of the match too. Yeah, like that Thousand. was how they came in. It would be cool if that's how like the shield went out. Um, but now you have to think if they if they gave Seth the upper hand on the go home show and then he actually dethrones Brock, like could they any more strongly say that this guy is the future? Like, that's about as strong as it could get if they have him get over on Brock on Monday and win on Sunday. Which is usually not the case. Usually when you get over, you're the one losing. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they have that confidence in him that, like, this is, this is the guy this is the we're going we're gonna to build around. Um, I'm going to go with, with Seth. And honestly, I'm tempted to just cancel the show next week if Brock wins. <laughs> just take a week off. Because I'm going to be <laughs> no, We're doing the show live from Disney. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm driving down to Disney to, to record the show with Joey next week. Uh, Triple H and Batista. Uh, no holds barred match. And it is for Triple H's career. I know that this is not real, but I yeah, am for legitimately tri- rooting for Batista. <laughs> it's for Triple H's career and Batista's nose ring. Yes, They're, Batista. I guess he's give like, me what I want. And just end Triple H's in-ring career. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Now, Ella, would you shed a tear if, if Triple H's in-ring career was over at this point? It's not over already? <laughs> <laughs> no, at, le- at least once a year he's going to put himself in, in a match. You know that. I, I, don't, need to see, I don't need to see H wrestle anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I how- love you, Hunter. You're my number one of all time, but I don't need to see it anymore. Do I you don't. you get any enjoyment watching him or no? Now, no. Last year against Ronda and Kurt, I did. Because he put Ronda over like crazy. But against Batista, absolutely not. <laughs> Batista. So, Alo, you were on record as soon as this idea was even an embryo. <laughs> Triple H is winning this match. Oh, yeah. Do you still feel that way? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Joseph? I feel H is going to win. Uh, I think... I don't think there's any way they'll let Batista win. I know Triple H is going to win, but I'm saying Batista because it's what I want. And I want them to give me what I want. <laughs> I, yeah, I just... I don't think Triple H's pride will allow him to lose... He needs to have one over in this guy's career. Well, Joe, yeah, Joey, he's never beat Batista. <laughs> I know. He lost at That's my point. What, three or four years in a row, he ain't losing. <laughs> I don't know if Joey was on the show when I said this or not. This is this is for Triple H, like when Hogan got Warrior to come to WCW because he wanted to get to that it. win back. I think that's what this is. Pretty much. Um, AJ and Randall. Um, Another good. Did segment. you watch this clip? Another good segment this week. I did watch this clip. Okay. Um, I thought the highlight of this clip was Kevin Owens walking out of the ring as soon as he knew <laughs> what was coming. Really? I thought I thought that was excellent. Him just standing up and just quietly walking out of the ring. Like, I know where this is going. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, I, I thought it was part two that uh, Kevin Owens was kind of funny. Um, when he's calling who's coming out, he has cards, cue cards in his hand. And he's like, my uh, first guest, Randall. And then he flipped the other card, the Viper Orton. Like he didn't know who, who it actually yeah, was. I don't know he went through a second out. card to get the rest of the name. I didn't even notice I was that. Like, that's key. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I know there are some people that feel this could be the match of the night. I, I'm not there. Uh, right now, I mean, match, match and night potential. And again, I might be skipping a little bit. I have Daniel Bryan's match probably feeling like it'll be one. And then the um, mixed tag team title match with the Usos, Alistair Black, Ricochet, etc. That could be second best yeah. match of the night for me, mm-hmm. the way I'm looking at it. Halo, do you think this has match of the night potential? Yes. Do you expect it to be, or you just think there's a world where it could be? I think there's a world where it could be. I, and I don't think there is. Yeah, of course I, I know you you're not a fan of Randall. Because I think there's it's... one guy in this match who is incapable of that. And if it is match of the night, it will be solely due to the young man from, from Georgia. Young as, man. As AJ Styles said um, Tuesday night, I mean, 20 years and you only have one move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's what it is. Uh AJ Styles has to win this. There's no reason for Randall to win it. Joseph? Yeah. I'm going AJ Styles. What were you going to say, Halo? AJ? Yeah. All right. I will throw it to Halo first on this one because I know you have some thoughts in a spot where I, I pretty much don't. Uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship match, the Boston Hug Connection versus Beth Phoenix and Natty versus the Iconics versus Nia and Tamina. So where, where's your head? On this Halo, I'm so torn. I want the Iconics to win so bad. I really, I really, I really do. Like this whole thing has been about them. I thought their promo on SmackDown, as much as everybody probably hated it, I loved it because it's just it's what they're, they're supposed complete, to do. Yeah, annoying, being, being completely annoying and stuff. <laughs> but it's just I, I, I don't think they're gonna win here. But I think they are no doubt the next tag team champion because this story, this whole thing has been all about them. And then one line that they said kind of uh, made me think that they're going to win when they said they're going to steal a victory. I think they said they stole a victory or somebody stole a victory from them. 
Oh, when, when uh, Nia left them and Beth Phoenix get the mm. glance someone paid on on Raw. So I kind of think that they're going to steal. It's a possibility that they might steal one, literally steal one, and win the titles. But I'm going with Sasha and Bailey to retain. I think on this stage, with the newness of this and them being the biggest stars, obviously, among the, the four teams, I think they retain as well. What do you think, Joseph? I think this would be a pretty good match. Um, again, they did it. The uh, they did it the other night. I think they did it again. Again, they'll make Beth Phoenix look good. Um, give her some good spots. Uh, the iconics will be fun and entertaining. But ultimately, it's the Boston Hug connection walking over with the titles, keeping the titles at least for one more pay per view. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. All right, so now a couple questions. I the last I heard, Rey Mysterio Jr. had an ankle injury. Is he competing at WrestleMania or is he out for WrestleMania? Still undetermined. So, what is happening with Samoa Joe and what is happening with John Cena at WrestleMania? I have no clue. If Ray can't go, I would love John Cena versus Joe. Because this is what we thought we were getting, what, like six weeks ago or whatever it was when yeah. when Samoa Joe won the title or four Ray weeks ago? We thought we were getting Samoa Joe versus Cena. Cena, yeah, yeah. So, if he doesn't fill in for an injured Ray Mysterio, like, what does Cena do? Well, I heard Cena is dependent on if he can get his hairstyle correct for the show. <laughs> so he's working <laughs> if, on his if hair. If he can't get that JBL, he's not going. Does he come out with a flamethrower and spell Cena in in flames? Please on stage? no. <laughs> I think there's only one man who would who would do that, and it's not John Cena. Um, Balor versus Bob. Does anybody really care about this? I read something the other day that said he is going to be the demon. I don't even know if I'm excited to see that at this yeah, point. Yeah, you don't want to pull the demon in, in this kind of in this situation. I just don't think it's relevant. But um, again, I'm still hoping for that Finn Balor push. So I'll be interested to see if he comes out looking strong in this match. Yeah, Alo. Yeah, I just I just hate when they announce the demon. Like it's the first time it's going to be on WrestleMania, so I do appreciate that. But I just hate when they announce it because it, it was so much more. Like when you didn't expect it, and it just came, and it just came. I just don't but, think this is the right avenue for it. No one really cares about a match against Bob Lashley. <laughs> well, it's about the moment, and like I said, this is the first time the Demon's going to be at WrestleMania, and I just can't wait for Leo Rush's reaction when he sees the Demon. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That actually is is pretty good. Uh, I think we're probably all going to be in agreement. If he's the Demon, the Demon is going to win. Demon, yep. The Demon wins. Uh the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Usos versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Bar versus the most boring wrestler on the roster, Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> and Rusev. How he's fallen. Yeah, I, I have to think that, I, I don't know, I was going to say I have to think the Usos retain, but do you think they want to put Tag Team Silver on tag team <laughs> on, on uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet? I think they do. But, I mean, will they is the question. It, it, it amazes me that, that, that they're having a shot at every tag title in a week. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. Yep. And, they're yeah, they're, I mean, they might win it Friday night, so we'll see. But um, this, I, I mean, based off what I saw with the mixed tag match they had this past week, this could be a really good fun match to watch. And Alistair Black and Ricochet have been a really good tag team to watch. 
Yeah, I mean they're both they're both a lot of fun to watch. Alo, do you do you see them having any chance? Do you do you see them as the favorite? Like what what are your because I haven't been watching enough to know like what their reaction is. I don't really know obviously what the what management thinks of them. Do you, like where do you see them falling here? Well, I, I, you know you know I hate the fact that they're a tag team, mm-hmm. but uh, they had a, ti- a tag title match on Raw this past Monday night. And the the rival retained by Kyle because Scott Dawson grabbed Ricochet's foot as he's trying to get back in the ring to break the ten count. So they're getting a shot at all three tag titles in a week. They gotta win at least one. They're big on them. But I, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna win, but I would like to see it uh, Usos versus them two one on one if they do, because I think that would be just amazing. Yeah, but but me as as old as they are as as old as they are. I'm pissed I'm not getting Usos versus Hardys. <laughs> I am not happy about that. I think it probably would have been better. Yeah, it would have. Like, I don't know, the the best tag team or, like, maybe the most popular tag team of the previous generation versus exactly. the one largely seen as, like, this the is tag just, team of this is just a lot, of, a lot of these matches this year are just an attempt to get as many wrestlers on the card as possible. Yes. Yeah, and and that, and, that, and like especially like Matt Hardy's going back to like Attitude Era. Matt Hardy, he, like he's wearing <laughs> the same shirts from the Attitude Era now, like the same stuff he was wrestling, the same shirts he's he's been wearing it. And we're not getting a Uso versus Hardys, and we haven't got that. Yeah, so yeah, I would have been better. It. Yeah. Uh, so who wins? Uh, I'll say Ricochet and Alistair Black. They they got to win at least one of these titles this week. I'm gonna go Usos. Oh, man, it's tough. Because I want to say my heart is with the Usos, but I do kind of agree with the, the premise of if you're giving them a shot at every tag team championship, how does it doesn't help them at all if they lose all they lose everyone. What of if them. they win Friday night? Well, that's true. I mean, that Saturday. Change things. Uh, that does change things. I'm going to go with, with Aleister Black and Ricochet. Um, last thing I have, and I don't know if anybody wants to talk about it, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Kurt, I'll just say this. Thank you for an amazing career. Thank you for a lot of entertainment through the years. You are one of the greatest of all time. In some cases, maybe even one of the most underrated of all time. You were great when you were serious. You were great when you were funny. You were great when you were a heel. You were great when you were a babyface. You were great in TNA of all places. You're, you're doing the right thing by walking away, and I'm going to say Kurt Angle goes out on top. Joseph, any thoughts any, and a prediction? Uh, well, I mean, we'll go thoughts. Again, same same thing, echoing your sentiments. Kurt Angle has been amazing. It's been a fun ride. Um, when he first came out, I kind of remember thinking, well, it's this clown. <laughs> what is he doing on my TV? And he kind of blew away that opinion real quick. Great in the ring, great comedically. Great when he's serious. Just a fun all around. So it's it's kind of been a um, good farewell. I would have liked to see that AJ Styles match kind of pan out more, but we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a fun, nostalgic Kurt Angle match as best as he can these days. And um, Kurt Angle will go out with a loss. You think he's gonna lose? I think um, that's just tradition. That is true. In in the business, that's te- typically how you go out. And uh, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, anything on Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin? 
This should be John Cena. Uh, <laughs> there's no reason Baron Corbin should be ending Raw before WrestleMania beating Rey Mysterio. There, there, there's not. There, there's no reason. And they're trying to make this a big deal, but it's, it's really not. And everybody knows Curling Dessert kind of deserves better than Baron Corbin for his final match. Even Chris Jericho said nothing against Baron Corbin, but for Kurt's last match, really, this, this is what you got. Like, I get it storyline-wise, like he was the thorn in Kurt's side la- the last year or whatever, but I agree. he It could have been something better than that. A little more epic. Do you think there's a chance this is where John Cena slides in? Because wasn't, wasn't Angle like the one who gave Cena a shot? Yeah. So how fitting would that be? To have that be the way he ends his career. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I would love if Cena slid into this match somehow, some way, because that's what makes sense. And then Cena has been flaming Baron Corbin a bit on social media, so. Oh, really? I'm open for it. <laughs> Cena slide into your DMs, like. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather see that. I think that'd be a great, a great swerve on at WrestleMania. Um, well, that is every match on the card. I think we're all kind of looking forward to most of the same stuff. I think we're all feeling the same way about a lot of the stuff that's going on. What about the Andre Drummond Battle Royal? I didn't put anything in my notes. It's on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, Andre Drummond. I'd rather have that. And, and if you're listening, you know my opinion. Have this Battle Royal crap drop from WrestleMania cards <laughs> from henceforth. If it's an Andre Drummond Battle Royal, I think Joel Embiid is going to win it. <laughs> He's in his head. But I would say Braun. You know, Colin Jost is going to win the Andre. Oh, <laughs> that's one reason I don't want to go to WrestleMania because that that whole Colin Jost thing just I was like, this you're doing this for weeks at a time, and poor Braun. Even though Braun hasn't been that great for the past year or so, poor Braun again. Yeah, it's you're, terrible. Doing the short and the short stick for the third year straight at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does deserve better. Um, I don't know. I, it seems like we don't have super high expectations for the show, so hopefully that means our expectations will be exceeded. Uh, before we get into listener questions, I was given a homework assignment the last time the three of us were on a show together to watch an episode of Ms. and Mrs. Yes! And this afternoon, I took some time to watch this Tuesday's episode. I believe it was called Baby's First SummerSlam. <laughs> Where Miz and Maurice go to New York with, uh, what is it, Monroe Sky, right? Yeah, Monroe Sky. Look at you. Bring the baby to New York for WrestleMania. All right. First thing I'll say, the Miz has not lost his touch on reality TV. (laughs) You can tell he has not forgotten his reality TV roots. You should have watched the – when I texted you, I was watching the first episode of season one. That you would have loved. Yeah, I would if I would have been able to catch it from the beginning. I would have, but I, all I would have been able to do was uh, go on PlayStation View, and I would have only been able to watch half. So maybe I'll watch that one before the next time the three of us are on. Yeah, the together. first episode. Uh, but this this episode, so Marjo was tasked with watching the dogs who were both overweight, <laughs> and she was specifically given instructions: do not feed them bacon, do not feed them meat, do not feed them table scraps. They need to lose weight, keep them strictly on their diets. And Miz, when they were in New York, went on the nanny cam 
and saw that she was feeding the dogs bacon. <laughs> and apparently they have an intercom they could speak through, and he was like, you know, they were arguing over the intercom while she was in the kitchen. So he went to check on her again, and she was in the kitchen completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, if you, if you want to spy on me, like, you're going to see all of me or something like that. Sounds about right. That usually happens. <laughs> and... It was uh, it was very funny. You guys were right. She is a very funny character. She was in it minimally on this one because she was not oh, with no. them. She is excellent. The Miz had to go get tanned because he's, he says he's like very pale. And he said, some of you may not know this. I've never been on WWE television without getting tanner. And he ends up looking almost like the color of the Heisman Trophy. (laughs) 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 It was very funny. Um, It's not something I could see myself going out of my way to watch every week, but the fast-forwarding commercials, the, like, 24 minutes I spent on it, I did get laughs. I did think it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. And like I said, The Miz got his start as a reality TV star, and he is still very much that. He hasn't lost his touch at all. He came back to that. He did. Uh, so, yeah, did a, very, it, a very good show. And I liked it, it better than Chris Lee. Did it feel authentic, though? Like, you could tell, like, this is just Miz and Maurice. Um, it, some of it felt authentic. But some of it was, like, the, the, the tan thing, I think, was clearly, sta- like, a staged thing to make him look ridiculous. Um... <laughs> I, I believe that Marjo being naked was probably a setup, but maybe not. Maybe she's, she's just a great. Yeah, maybe she is. I don't know. She's she's from France. I don't know what they do over there. I've never been. Oh, there. They do a lot of naked stuff. <laughs> in so yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised. But I, I thought it was a very good uh, first time watching Miz and Mrs. It was entertaining. It was funny. Um, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I'll never watch this again. Oh, you'll watch it again. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll watch the pilot. The, oh, so for, good. For the next you'll lo- you'll love the pilot. Uh, you guys have my word. You'll have to remind me. Joey won't be here next week. So the I'll next remind time, you from the road. Yeah, the next time the three of us are on together, I'll have watched the pilot. Um, Alo, do we have any listener questions? Yes. We have, we have a question from... Kevin Fendi. Okay, thank you. What are your guys' favorite theme songs from the past generation from the current generation? All right, so my favorite of all time, I believe, is still uh, Sexy Boy, you know. I think it's such an iconic entrance song. He had it pretty much his whole career. It was so suitable towards that character and that guy at the time he was, like, at his peak now it's kind of tough to watch him walk out to that song. The DX theme song, I think, is incredible. Um, those may be my two favorites ever. Val Venus, I think, is great, too. <laughs> um, and he's a man. Uh, my favorites from this generation, obviously, Sky's Limit, Sasha Banks song. Uh, and I would say, what's up? There are my two uh, my two favorite two up there. entrance music now. Joseph, what about for you? Uh, first and foremost, I'd probably have to say Hulk Hogan's original <laughs> theme because 
many a day I've I've felt like I could triumph the world listening to that. <laughs> um, Stone Cold, obviously, every time you hear that glass break. Uh, John Cena's not because it's good, because if you actually listen to the lyrics, like, what the hell are you actually rapping about? <laughs> He'll knock your shell off. And I, I actually rap these songs to people, rap these lyrics to people, like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, it's John Cena. Um, probably, and my newer guys are probably like, I like Aleister Black, I like Finn Balor. Kind of guys, like, kind of get get into. Yeah, those are good. Alo, how about you? <clears throat> uh, from the past, Triple H, my time. Because, like, if you ever listen, coming. <laughs> yeah, of course. If you ever like listen to the lyrics, like you could, you see the transformation of what he was to what he to what he was. It was like it was his time. So, like the song was perfectly fitting for him and what his evolution was at that time. Uh, D'Lo Brown. Course, <laughs> I do like that song. Uh, of course, the uh, DX theme, um, Edge 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 and Christian's theme. Uh, now. Um. Oh, back evolution, of course. Now I love Paige's theme. The good one. Uh, yeah, Sky's the limit. Uh, Ricochet's theme. I really, I, I find myself humming all the time. And is there anything else? I think that's about it. Cause like those are like my top three. Like I have Paige's theme on my phone. Like saved to my one of my playlists. <laughs> Cause I love, I, cause I love that song. I, I think that's about Did it. Did you say Endo's song too? Andrew, Endo's entrance? No, no. <laughs> you know what? I gotta be honest. I would put that relatively high on my list just because, for a time, I did love it. I can't pretend I did. That entrance <laughs> uh-huh. was great. I can't pretend that it didn't like hold a place for me at one time. So yeah, I would probably say. Enzo and Cass, Soft as a Sin, would be one from this generation that I liked. Um, There's one other one that I feel like I have to put on there before we we go to the next question. It is, I'm trying to remember what the song is titled, Watch Me Shine, Bianca Belair's song. Oh, Bianca Belair. Perfect for her. (laughs) Um, Thank you for the question, Kevin. I always enjoy... Getting to talk about entrance music. What else do we have, question wise? Right, we got a question from uh, Donovan, the little down Lloyd, no relation. Before I before I say his question, rest in peace, Nipsey. Mm. Absolutely, a tragedy. Yes. Uh, he has another carpool karaoke play for you. Okay. Can Ron? I'm not sure if this is a typo or not. Hmm? A fun movie poster. Ah. Oh, that's awesome. Where'd you get that? From uh, the movie theaters. I just had them. <laughs> Where are you going to hang it? Oh, I'm going to get a frame first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm my, glad you grabbed that. It's my girl Paige. Oh, you're still in the air. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, can Ron please sing us the smooth sounds of, I, I think this might be a typo. I think he's trying to say crime time. Wow. It, but he says Mrs. Chime Times theme song. I mean, again, if if he wants me to, if you guys want me to, I will. That one I have to learn. I don't know. Well, that you're, one well, well, well you're backed up on these things. I am. Yeah. You're gonna have to have like a, a release, a CD release. You have to have. A, yeah, maybe a I'll sit volumes. down and just maybe I'll just Record do like in a set like Elias. <laughs> just set up a stool 
and a microphone and just go. Get for some like transitions, whole... roll in one to the yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like storytellers. I'll, help I'll, you I'll out. talk about why I'm singing this song, what it means to me. Uh, so, yes, uh, if he really wants me to sing it, Donovan, I will sing it. And then he asks, Will Ashley, Rebecca, and the possible third baddest woman on the planet live up to the hype in the main event of WrestleMania? So, I'm going to say yes, only because I feel like the hype has become lessened over the last few weeks. I don't believe this is going to be a match of the night or anything like that, but I do think it's going to be good, and I think the next day people will view it positively. What about you, Joseph? I think they definitely will. I think I know they know the situation they're in. I think they know it's kind of the first time ever that they've had this situ- this moment in time, um, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure they live up to it. Again, probably not matching the night, but it will be a good match. Right. Halo? I think they will. Because it's the first time they're main eventing, so I have no doubt the match is going to deliver and, ha- and have the perfect ending and send everybody home happy. I, I don't have any doubts. Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see w- what they do, but but I don't I don't expect that I'll be disappointed. I don't think I don't think many people will be disappointed unless they're going in hoping to be disappointed. You know, they may have already made up their mind. Yeah, that they're, they're going to bitch. It's not going to change no matter what. Right. <laughs> um, any other questions? Well, this isn't a question. This is it's just something that he wanted me to read. It's from a lead collector. Okay. He said uh, I, he binged the episodes from the Rumble up to last week's episode. Not really a question, but just wanted to share that with you mofos. So <laughs> thank you, Elite Collector. <laughs> Wait, read it one more time? He binged the episodes. Oh. Well, yeah, yes. I, binged, I binged the episodes from the Rumble up to last week's episode. Not really a question. Just wanted to share that with you, mofos. So I just wanted to read that out there. Well, yes, Elite Collector, thank you for doing that. I hope you. I hope they were enjoyable. I hope you were entertained. That is a lot, well, we know, I feel like, to We know the ones of Mr. Sexy were va- definitely entertaining for him. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you doing that. I mean, it means a lot to, to all three of us and also, I'm sure, to, to Prep and Eck as well. Uh, so, WrestleMania, just a few days away. We have NXT TakeOver on Saturday. We have – there's something on Friday, right? The takeover's Friday. Oh, takeover's Friday, Friday, and then they have, Saturday. like, the uh, Hall of Fame the Hall of Saturday. Saturday. Mm, that's right. So, busy busy few days. Um, I'll be watching it from the Bourne, Florida, somewhere. Yeah. I hope that everyone enjoys. I hope everyone that goes up to Newark has a safe weekend. I hope all of our listeners enjoy the show. Uh, and I hope the three of us enjoy the show as we well. We will. I'll let you know. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so, Joel Embiid, we'll give you a reprieve until the playoffs are over, but we'd love to have you come in and trust the process. LeBron, I won't offer you an invite this week because I don't know if, if Alo is ready for that yet. The horror is over, so. <laughs> okay. Well, you're shut down for the rest of it's, the season. It's just so starting. It's just starting, Alo. Um, I know. I'll hit him by July 1st. He'll, he'll, say, he'll, he'll, he'll say reform the team. Stupid. Yeah, he will. <laughs> yeah, if they hire Ty- Tyrone Lou, I'm going to lose my mind. Now they're saying Zion Williams might not come out because he doesn't want to go to the Knicks. Oh, could you imagine that? If he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'll just stay at Duke another year. <laughs> well, the Knicks only have like an 11% chance to win the lottery anyway, so he'll, he'll know by the time they win whether he's going back or not. Um, but I guess that's it for the show. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever. All Systems Joe, CK and Joe Rodermill. Living and loving. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. 
The ladies call him Baylo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pasher. Hey, low. And we'll see you next week.